Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. One app, one tap. You can download it if you don't have it. You might even probably have it already on your phone. You just listen to us on the app. It's so easy. Take us anywhere. I know you get to, your, you get to work. You get to wherever you're going. You're like, damn, i got to turn off my boys. No, you don't. Pop in those earpieces, whatever, AirPods, whatever you got. Earpieces. Listen to us wherever you go. You know, that's what it's called in, in radio, guys, right? A driveway moment. That's what you try and create. Like, people get to where they're going to go, but they don't want to get out of the car because hmm. they're listening to you. Man, you got us on the app. You get right out of the car. Go wherever you got to go. Just keep listening on the app. Boom. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Harry Douglas in for Keyshawn Johnson today. Guys, first of all, good morning. Good morning. What up, baby? What's going on? What's up, HD? <laughs> what up, Jay? What, what up, up, baby? Though? Yeah. <laughs> Let's start the day off with that energy. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying hard to get over the end of summer. It's not, and, no. And, Attack and look, your day. I, you know what? Harry Douglas has been an Thank God summer's ending. See, Harry Douglas is like, what, see, the problem with the rest He's of ready. you is you try to get through the day, whereas Harry wakes up, he can't wait to, 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 to attack the day. No lie. Shannon, text, Shannon, what time did you text me this morning? And I literally, I, it probably wasn't 10 seconds later, I text Shannon, okay. Ready to go, man. Like, it was like 4.14, something like 4. that. 4.14 well, this Harry, morning. Let's Before stop acting like 4.14 is that early, Harry. Yeah. Okay, first off. 4.14 okay. is. My bad. I, I, got at I got up at 3 a.m. Yeah, we get up at 3. That's what we do. Hey, Harry, what is it like to, 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 to be someone like that? I'm just curious. How does it feel to every day you wake up, people are usually looking at their work week like, damn, I got to get through it. Harry Douglas is like, okay, great. I got this whole work week. What is it like, Harry? Tell us it, the it, rest of us. It's fun, but like it, I think it sets the it sets your day, sets your mood. Also, it sets the energy around you too. Because if like enough people are around you, and you have that energy, it, it rubs off a lot. It actually rubbed off a guy at Ohio State. So things were you know lightning the delay and all that was going on game day, right? So I'm walking around the little arena place where, where game day is set up, and the worker guy said, "Hey man, you, you you're walking around smiling so much. Why do you keep smiling so much? Things things might not be going well." I said, I woke up today, boss man. That's all I need. That's he enough, like, guy. He said, well, damn, let me start smiling. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, guys, is it in the best interest to sit Zach Wilson until he's fully healthy? First, let's listen to Robert Sala, Jets head coach, at the press conference about Zach Wilson maybe playing week one. Listen to this. Uh, we're going to see how the knee responds today and tomorrow, and, uh, and we'll have an answer for everybody on Wednesday. Oh, so there's a possibility he could play on Sunday. Is what yeah, possible. Is that surprising at all, Robert, given uh, what the kind of initial prognosis was? Uh, no, uh, everyone heals differently. It's Like I said, we'll see what happens tomorrow and all that stuff. But uh, everyone has a different – It's a, I, I almost feel like some of the guidelines that are put on are um, – they're guidelines, but everyone responds differently, I guess. So when you, when you say you, uh, you guys worked them out, like what does that entail exactly? Just putting them through uh, uh, some workouts, running, and all that stuff, and I mean whatever they do. I, I, I wish I'd I'd have to get you that answer from the uh, training staff and our uh, our docs. 
See, wait, 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 Harry. I got to go off here after hearing the whole sound. First off, what the hell are we talking about? Is Zach Wilson going to come back and play? Are, are the Jets trying to win a Super Bowl this year or something? <laughs> or like, ever. Uh, or, I mean, look. I, <laughs> I we think just, the answer is no. They, the Jets <laughs> just drafted this quarterback on August 12th. It's, uh, I mean, not drafted. I'm sorry. He just got hurt on August 12th against the Eagles. Like, it's been less than a month on a torn meniscus and a bone bruise. And so, first off, you're, you're not bringing him back to play. And secondly, when they ask you a question about, well, describe to us, like, what you've seen. I don't, I don't really know. You know, he's been running around. But you told us he's probable to play. He's not. So, I, I get that we had Dan Graziato on here before, Harry, and he was talking about gamesmanship. And, you know, coaches don't want you to know who the starter's going to be. The Ravens know who the starter's going to be. It's going mm-hmm. to be Joe Flacco. There's no way in hell. I'm rushing this kid back in a year where he feels like he has to prove himself just to try to get on the field. I want him to be as healthy as possible before I put him in harm's way, period. It's not even a question. Max, it, it was, I was on this show one time, right? I think it was, I was on with you, and, and I said, when you have a veteran coach and that coach understands our certain player's mindset, right, but that veteran coach understands that he has to protect some of these players from themselves. Do you remember me, us having that conversation? Mm-hmm. And I was talking about Robert Sala, how he's a young coach and he might not understand that just yet. Uh, but, 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 I, but I think this is one of these situations where Robert Sala has to protect Zach Wilson from himself because he plays reckless. You just see in the preseason him trying to cut up the field instead of just running out of bounds and try to make a play. Why? And then you've seen last year he played reckless the whole nine. You got to protect him from himself in those regards. Don't go out there if this man is not 100% and you know he's going to be ready. Don't even, I don't even like flirting with the idea. I just don't. You know, I wonder if Patrick Mahomes ruined a lot of guys. Like Muhammad Ali did this in boxing, carried his hands low, pulled straight back from punches. You're not supposed to be able to do that, but he got away with it, right? Michael Jordan in basketball, everyone wanted to face the basket. Even the bigs wanted to face the basket with their tongue out and put the ball on the floor and jump over the, you know, out of the gym. I wonder if Mahomes' influence, watching these off-schedule plays, the no-look passes, because you saw Zach Wilson in college practice those kind of throws, right? I, I, you know, It looked like he was trying to be a version of Patrick Mahomes. I wonder if that had a, a, an influence. Like, Not everyone has that talent. You know, like Some guys can get away with that. Some guys can't. Zach Wilson in college looked like maybe he could, but partly that was, as Mina Kimes pointed out to me at the time, the fact that the offensive line he was playing behind gave him plenty of time to do all that stuff. NFL's a little different. He's already hurt. They invested the second overall pick in the draft in him. When you do that, you really want to wind up with a guy who gets to the Hall of Fame one day. And here's the thing about Zach Wilson. I don't see that in the cards. I, you know, I think at, you have to already revise downward your hopes for him, which is you hope he can be a good NFL quarterback. He is far away from being that, but he'll never get there if he plays hurt all year. Max, I, I just want to go back to Harry's point for one second. Harry, listen to the sound of Robert Sala again, and I'll point out what I'm talking about. Uh, we're going to see how the knee responds today and tomorrow, and, uh, and we'll have an answer for everybody on Wednesday. So, so there's a possibility he could play on Sunday. Is what yeah, he's- possible. Is that surprising at all, Robert, given uh, what the kind of initial prognosis was? Uh, no, uh, everyone heals differently. It's, like I said, we'll see what happens tomorrow and all that stuff. But uh, everyone has a different – It's a, 
I, I almost feel like some of the guidelines that are put on are um, they're guidelines, but everyone responds differently, I guess. So when you when you say you uh, you guys worked them out, like what does that entail exactly? Just putting them through uh, uh, some workouts, running, and all that stuff, and I mean whatever they do. I I, I wish I'd I'd have to get you that answer from the uh, training staff and our right there, uh, right there, docs. right there. He right, hasn't Harry. Even seen he hasn't right, even he hasn't seen him seen himself. It. <laughs> he hasn't oh seen God. it. Come on, he you haven't seen it. Seen Just it. running and you know stuff like that. I gotta whatever, get, I gotta whatever get with do. the training staff and, t- and see what they say. Like, so, Harry, <laughs> oh you talk gosh. about you know a young coach learning to protect players from themselves, right? That's what veteran coaches yes, can man. do. Yes. So, why even put Zach Wilson in this situation in the first place? Now, I'm not saying he's actually going to do it, but giving the media tidbits that yeah he is probable and then when they follow up and they recognize like well you don't even really know what you're talking about Robert you haven't seen him work out like it, you're putting your foot in your mouth and these are I, little things as a head coach that or anybody when you speak to the media you can't do stuff like that Jay I knew it was about to go downhill when he started stuttering a little bit and then that's when you've seen the media they, they it's like a shark in water and smelling blood the shark, they started to, let me ask him more let me ask him more and he he don't understand it just just say one thing and be done with it because yep. the more you keep adding on the more they could keep coming at you with the questions so that's, running at things that's of that the way sort, he, whatever they do when they put them through a workout but you're just vouching you say he looks pretty good and he's probable so <laughs> what you guys are really starting to talk about is his ability to handle the media right and that's a big part of a coach's head coach's job especially in a big market place like new york on the other hand as a coach harry mm-hmm. quickly what do you think of have you seen him coach up the team at all and i'm not i'm talking about since he's been in new york as a head coach like do you do you think that forget about the way he handles the media his actual coaching what what kind of a grade would you give him i will tell this i think robert sala is a great defensive coordinator and not everybody is meant to be a head coach. Not saying that he can't, you know, grow to be that. But from what I've seen so far, I haven't been impre- impressed with it. And when you have a young quarterback as well, but then your head coach is defensive-minded, the same thing with Justin Fields. Luckily, Luke Getze and those guys are starting to uh, show some promise with Justin Fields. Now, I'm, I'm, I wonder if Mike LaFleur can be able to be that guy for Zach Wilson moving forward. But – what Robert Sala has showed me so so far, it hasn't impressed me. But then when you go into media and you're saying things like this, and I also have some other insight on, on Robert Sala, so I don't want to just, just throw everything out there like that. But I don't think he's a head coach. I think he is a defensive coordinator. Tune in to a football doubleheader Sunday as the Jets host the Ravens, followed by Packers at Vikings. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on, so, you know, you just got to try to figure out light the best you can and continuous process. Something is up, right? I mean, like, he didn't look or sound like himself in that news conference. The reality is that he's still got a lot left in the tank, but does he have a lot left in the tank when he doesn't have the protection? Somebody actually tells me that Tom Brady is dead and shows me the body. I'm not going to believe that he can't do it. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Charlie Weiss. With us this morning, Harry Douglas is in for key. Charlie Weiss, former Patriots OC, among many other positions, head coaching and and, and uh, coordinating positions, is with us now. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Doing great, Coach. Doing great. 
Hey, Coach, do you think – like, what, what's your impression of what you're hearing from Tom Brady? Does it make you think one way or another about his future, maybe his last season? Do, 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 do you get any feeling from what he's saying? Yeah, I'd bet on them to win the Super Bowl. That's what the feeling I get. You know, because when you piss Tommy off, you're pissing the wrong guy off. You know, everyone's been betting against him his whole – he plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's played it that way since he was at Michigan. Okay, he's always – he's always every, – every, every negative thing that anyone could say, he uses it as, as fodder. So I think that Tampa, I think you should expect a lot of good things coming out of Tampa. Charlie, Harry Douglas and I were talking about before just balancing, you know, (laughs) wives and families. And, you know, when you get dedicated to your craft, you can become so myopic that that's what you care about. But hearing you say that kind of brought up a point about, you know, sometimes your sport is your savior, too, because it, it, it takes it's your safe haven from all that stuff. And all that frustration that you may have relationship-wise or, friend, like, even the doubt, you channel all that into your play. I, I, I just thought it was a great point about channeling all that stuff, and Tommy's probably going to go out and do it again. Uh, you're, you're speaking to the choir right here. <laughs> hey, look, at when you get involved in, in something like this that takes this much time, all you can do is give your family – every second you can when you're not doing it. That's all you can do. Because until you're not involved in, in this case, pro football, until you're not involved in pro football, you got your job and your family. And there's nothing else, there's no time for anything else. Now, let's face it, your family doesn't get a proportionate amount of time. That's a fact, we all know that. You know, but you know, the risk, the reward is, you know, you're getting paid handsomely for doing it and eventually you're not going to be able to do it anymore and then your family's going to get more time i think as long as you go into it knowing that from the start i mean you do exactly what you said you take all the negative things that people say like right now i know he's just eating up those offensive linemen in practice today he's saying you guys aren't any good you guys can't block i mean we shouldn't even play the game He's using all the New Jersey sarcasm that he was appropriately taught by yours truly, even though he's from even though he's from the West Coast. <laughs> I love that, Coach. But when, when you look at the Buccaneers' offensive line aside, right? Uh, what do you think are, are the biggest area the the biggest area of concern for the Bucks going into the season? Oh well, I think their 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 health is probably the most important concern. Because let's face it, I mean, you you bring God have Godwin on that squad at the end of the year. I mean, they came really close to going to the Super Bowl anyway, you know. But you have a couple of your best players. A B, he's off the team. Godwin, he's in a, he's in the training room. I mean, Evans, he isn't running full speed. Gronk, you know, he's 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 gotten older. I mean, there are a lot of reasons where you can sit there and say. Hey, you know, why isn't this team in the Super Bowl? But think about how close they really were. I mean, they had tied that game up. They were down 100. They came back and tied that game up against the Rams. They're close to going to the Super Bowl last year. I think if they could stay relatively healthy, I think they're clearly the team to beat. Charlie Weiss, former Patriots OC, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Harry Douglas filling in today for Keyshawn Johnson. 
Charlie, I'm, I'm fascinated from somebody who's had that position as OC with the Pats. Matt Patricia now being that guy for Mac Jones. People you know, love to talk about preseason. Mac Jones less than stellar preseason. How do you think that transition has been going, and how do you think it needs to improve? Well, watching preseason games, there's there hasn't been any problem. In preseason games, the operation has gone smooth, you know. But you know, I'm most concerned not in you know just designing a game plan to call plays. I'm more concerned with what happens when you have to make in-game adjustments six plays into the game. I mean, there's been games where nine plays into the game, I've, I've, I've canned the whole game plan because nothing nothing looks like it's going to work and gone to a totally gone to a totally different package that we hardly even practiced. Mm. So my question is, for not for somebody who's setting up a game plan and calling a game based off everything going kind of as planned, my question is, what's going to happen when nothing's working? That's my that's my only concern. Yeah, coach. Go ahead, Harry. Yeah, coach. That was one of my biggest things too, because when you get to a game, right, and you got to string along a drive to 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 go to go down and win it, right? You need a touchdown, but then you don't have that solidified player that you can just go to, and you got to string along a a, a series of plays to go. Uh, then you get to the two-minute situation, though, right? But then what if, a, what if the defense in their pass rush, uh, they're getting after you, and you have to go no huddle and, and uh, go faster tempo? All these things play in a factor in my eyes when it comes to a play caller, not just your top 15, because anybody can do the top 15. But once you get past that top 15 and then you start to get in situational football, that's what really matters to me. Yeah, because the top 15, what the top 15 is supposed to do, besides getting you off to a decent start, is get you looks on how they're going to play you today. That's what you do when you put in openers. You put in openers to give them different looks and say, okay, that's how they're going to play that, that's how they're going to play that, that's how they're going to play that. And this way you know what from your arsenal you want to go to. But I'm going to tell you something, you know, just the opposite kind of what you just said as far as two-minute. Two-minute is actually easy to call because you cut down your your volume dramatically. I mean, you only have a handful of things at your disposal to call, so you call them over and over again. And you know players, when they get comfortable with something, they get good at something, you know, and you don't have to give them – I can go all the way back to when I was calling plays for the Jets in the late 90s. Benny Testaverde was the quarterback, and he was great in two minutes. But we only had six plays, and one of them was a run, and one of them was a screen. We had four drop-back passes, a screen, and a draw, and we and we were really good in two minutes. Why? Because the players would line up in one formation, and everyone would feel comfortable knowing what to do. So two minutes and going up-tempo usually isn't the problem. It's one you're in that grind, like you said. You have put your openers, your 15 to 21 plays, and now you get now you know what they're going to do, and you know what's, what looks like it's going to work and what isn't going to work. How many play callers have you seen that didn't come back to things that were working, and after the game was over, you say, well, why didn't they do that more? I mean, usually it shouldn't take that uh, t- shouldn't take a brain surgeon to figure that one out. <laughs>
Charlie Weiss, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. You got it. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Check us out on the ESPN app. Would anything less than a World Series be considered a failure for the Yankees this season? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Wait until you hear what one of our insiders says about a two-time All-Star looking for a Supermax. You guys already have a Supermax. Here I am. Huh? No good? Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on, so, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can and continuous process. Something is up, right? I mean, like, he didn't look or sound like himself in that news conference. The reality is that he's still got a lot left in the tank, but does he have a lot left in the tank when he doesn't have the protection? Somebody actually tells me that Tom Brady is dead and shows me the body. I'm not going to believe that he can't do it. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You can hear us live on the ESPN app. Take us anywhere. So, guys, Charlie Weiss was just on, and he admitted the thing that I have long known, that I am Tom Brady's motivation. He essentially said, guys, he essentially said it. He said, Tommy, you tell him he can't do something. He wants to prove the doubters wrong. He hears everything. He feeds off of everything that's negative. Listen, here's Charlie Weiss on our show moments ago. I'd bet on them to win the Super Bowl. That's what the feeling I get. Because when you piss Tommy off, you're pissing the wrong guy off. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's played it that way since he was at Michigan. Every negative thing that anyone could say, he uses it as fodder. So I think that Tampa, you should expect a lot of good things coming out of Tampa. All I can tell you is I was all over uh, the man in the arena and then he tweeted at me about the cliff on the anniversary of mm-hmm. my making the prediction. And if he is going to retire, Jay, it's simply because I'm on board. I'm saying, yeah, he can play forever. You want him to keep playing? You want, uh, fine, I'll say that he can't play anymore if, if, if that'll make everyone happy. <laughs> See, but it, it's different to me, Harry, when it's the media or it's people than when it's your family. Right? Yeah. Like your family, 
it, it's a little bit more challenging to compartmentalize that because that's part of your every day, every second, every hour type of DNA, you know? And I, I think that's a, it was interesting hearing Charlie talk about that, right? How to compartmentalize both and how you channel that frustration, you channel that, you know, lack of maybe time spent because your craft is always taking you away. And I always, I always found this so fascinating about sports or fame, quote unquote fame. The thing that you're known great at doing, right, are sometimes things that people personally closest to you almost start to look at as a negative. Mm-hmm. Right? Like all the all time you're so and I'm not saying this particular time at all, because I'm just this is me just having in general, conversation talking right? in general. In general. Yep. But I've seen it with people who are very famous or who are at the upper echelon of the craft. It's like, oh, you're you're so this and you're so that and you're so amazing. And that person closest to you is looking at you like, you're not really any of those things <laughs> at all. You're not really any of those things, right? I know a different side of you. I, I, I have to deal with you always. I know the away. real you. I have to deal with you always focused on your craft and your kids are. And I, once again, in, in general, and I, I sometimes think that's, that's harder to remove yourself away from that when it's your family, man. Hey, Harry, yeah. let's listen to Tom Brady talk about this, and then, and then you react. Cool. I think I alluded to a few weeks ago, you know, everyone deals with different things in their life. And um, because we're, you know, you play out on a big stage and a big, there's a big camera that's always on you. You're living your life, but you're living your sports life, too. And they're covering sports, but they're, you know, they're covering your life, too. And you're living your life, and you can't stop your life even though sports is happening. So, you know, we all have different things that are going on. And I think once football season comes, I really lock in on what I need to do and how I need to focus and how it, the kind of commitment I need to make for the organization so that we can maximize our potential as a team. And that's the commitment I've always made. And I've tried to do that in the best way possible and try to bring as much joy as I can to the people that are, are watching. I never felt like I ever wanted to cheat anyone with that. Let's, mm. That's the Let's Go podcast with Tom Brady, Larry mm. Fitzgerald, and Jim Gray on Sirius XM. Harry, um... The greatest who ever did something to reach a, a level like that. I always yep. think of the movie. I bring it up searching for Bobby Fisher about a chess prodigy who could have been the next great champion. But the, the decision the parents had to make is in order to do that, you have to sacrifice your life on the altar of the game. Right. And they weren't willing to do it. So he just wound up a well-adjusted kid who, you know, wrote some chess books and had a movie made about him, but never wound up champion. Right. Um, Tom Brady is the goat. To, that it requires enormous sacrifice, including of your personal life. And what he's saying makes a lot of sense to me. And even the first retirement, Harry, he talked about. He's getting, you know, his, his, his family sacrificed so much for them. He must now sacrifice for him. He must now sacrifice for them. And I thought, uh-oh, wait a minute. When you say sacrifice, it means you still want to play football. Mm-hmm. So he's got to balance all that. Yeah, he does. And, and so I was fortunate enough to play with Tony Gonzalez. Uh, the greatest tight end to ever play the game. And this is one of the things he told me when he first got to our team. He was like, Harry, one of the things I realized in my career, if I wanted to be the best at this, the best to ever do it and be on that upper echelon, is that my family and people close to me would have to take a back, back seat in order for that to happen. Now, when he retired, he dedicated all his time towards his family and stuff. But that's one of the things that he told me that stuck with me for a long time. And I'll be honest, I, I was the guy, too. When I played, I was honing in on football. Uh, but I didn't have kids until late into my career. When, when you, you look at a guy like Tom Brady and you've been doing this for 20-plus years and then you have kids that, that are, are going to be becoming teenagers soon. I don't think his son is a teenager yet, but I think he might be a teenager soon. 
Uh, there's a lot of things that you miss out on. You talk about school. You talk about doing homework with them, taking, dropping them off, picking them up. Uh, their sporting events, going to support them. And then on top of that now, you talk about family time. You talk about your significant other. Uh, they might be feeling some type of way. Well, can we at least have date night once? And can we do this or that? All these things creep in, man, uh, when, when, when you're a professional athlete or you're doing something at a very high level in your profession that you got to be mindful of. Because there's sometimes, Max, that I get this feeling in my stomach that, you know what? No, I need to be home. I, I don't need to go. And I don't know if Tom has gotten that yet, but if he has, I, I think it's better off to listen to your gut feeling because I think the fruits of your gut feeling will come out better than just ignoring it. And, Harry, to add to what you just so you know beautifully articulated was that for a lot of people, they're still striving to achieve that ultimate level. Tom has reached that. He's been there, man. More, He's done it. Right? So – it, it, it leads to like a very, I don't know, serviceable, e- easy question here to ask is like, what's addiction. enough? Is he, is he addicted? Is he that addicted yeah, to the point where he can't walk away? And that's a, if you, but, if but you, it's up to that. See, guys, but, I don't think that's right because. But Max, it's not about, this is, re- <laughs> you act like what's happening in relationships is about what's right or wrong. No, no. It's, a, it's about where you are in that relationship. No, no. Right? What I'm so, saying is the relationship If you allow, like let's say Tom Brady had stayed retired because that's what his family wanted, okay? And he felt that he was sacrificing something he loved for his family. Do you think that that resentment in one way or another wouldn't come out in his relationships at home? How could it not? But also, how do you factor in that your family has sacrificed for you? What do you mean sacrificed? What is that? that sa- sacrifice for you every – what do you mean sacrifice? He, they, they Max, are, Max, can I, I'm not saying this yeah. pertains to Tom Brady. Yeah, I yeah. know people who are extremely successful in sports where their kids don't know who their parents are. Oh, well, that's – okay, listen. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, but, but, that's, but, that, but that's an example that's a, of Jay, that's 100% of a real thing. If you want to call that a sacrifice, I'll put it like this. What I heard when Tom Brady was talking – forget about what I heard. Where my mind went when Tom Brady was talking was he's in midlife. He has all – he has older parents – who are less, were more infirm than they used to be, right? What happens with age? So do I have that. So do you have that, Jay, right? He has children. We both have that. So you have fear of the, of the not-too-distant future with the loved ones who are older than you, that generation. You have the anxiety about raising the younger generation. You have contemporaries, siblings, friends. You're going through life, careers. There's an enormous amount to deal with for a 45-year-old, and that's any 45-year-old. Forget about a guy who's in the limelight to the extent Tom Brady is. So does my mind go there? Do you also have to have healthy relationships with your children and all that? No doubt. What I was really referring to, though, is people who give up their passion or what they love doing um, for someone else. If, if it's in their mind, I'm not doing this for me, I'm doing it for them, I don't know that you can sustain, and a parent-child relationship is different, but, you know, for example, a spouse or something like that, I don't know that you can sustain that. You know, I, I don't but, know but, that you can if you wind up but, presenting but, that person. But the parent-child situation is different, though, Max. And in this situation, uh, like you don't know what Tom's daughter may be. Hey, I want my daddy more. I want to sure. be around my father more or, or, the, or his sons. Like, it, it, th- that hits another level. And then you can't think about yourself in those instances. You have to think about those kids because so many things kids learn from at home from their parents. Yep. So many things. If and it's balance, the kids, Harry, I agree. All- if it's the kids, but if it's a spouse telling you, 
I'm not talking about Tom Brady necessarily here, just generally. If it's a spouse telling you, hey, you have to do that for the kids, but you don't understand it, then you're still not doing it for the right reasons. It has to come internally. If it's important to you, the relationship with the kids, that's well, fine. If well, it's look, your spouse doing it, it it's not going to My wife has made me realize well. a lot of things that I didn't yep. get off the top. But I got later. Okay, but it, but as eventually Just you internalized them, and you yeah. really did understand. Well, I, think, it. I think we're in the process of hearing Tom internalize them. Openly. Maybe that could be. Sounds like we're in that process. It could be. Don't look now, Jay. But Harry Douglas's Atlanta Braves Ooh. are now just one where are they? game back. Where are they? They're behind us? One Not game back. That's where they've been. Of your Mets. <laughs> In the you, NL East. That makes you sick to say. How worried should Jay Will be? Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max, ESPN Radio. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So, guys, we heard Charlie Weiss on this show. I'm sure it'll make the rounds today. Uh, say, you know, never tick. I, I'm paraphrasing. Tommy Brady. Tommy off. He called Tom Brady because, you know, he like loves to prove the naysayers wrong, which is why it turns out I am the motivation for the greatest quarterback of all time in the second half of his career. Jay, have you noticed that? Have, have, have now I can honestly say <laughs> Harry Douglas shameless plug every Harry time. Douglas J Will I can honestly say in my life I never use the naysayers to achieve athletically I just am not that kind of guy but did you Jay <laughs> did you use the na- like were, did, did you have rabbit ears did you use I that still stuff? do I still do I mean I, Harry I I laugh and he's a good friend of mine Seth Davis who's worked in the college basketball space for a very long time, wrote this scathing article about me one time my sophomore Ooh. year. What did he, how did he scathe? I just kind of said, you know, I wasn't the prototypical point guard. It's stuff about, you know, me and my feel for the game. Wait, was it actually a scathing article? Or no, 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 in, no, in was, that time, was, did you feel it, was, it like I, I didn't it play well. It was an article about, you know, a lot of hype around me, and was I living up to the hype? And I, he said I wasn't. So I, I literally took that article, cut it out hmm. of the magazine, and put that damn thing above my bed, Harry. And every day I, I was like, ooh, you talking about waking up on a missionary? And I would do things like go to NBADraft.net and see that they would have me top 10 and see dudes that they would have ranked ahead of me in the draft. I'm like, I'm going to whip this dude's ass. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tear his butt. I'm going to tear it apart. So, like, even to this day, Harry, it's just the way I'm built. I don't listen to the positives. I mean, that, that's great. But I, I still get motivated. I understand where you're coming from, Jay, because, you know, I grew up an underdog, right? I wasn't the ideal size. Went to college 5'8", 125. 
I was small, did everything without handouts. Uh, so it was a lot wait, of doubt wait, going wait, up. Wait, 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 wait. You got the college a buck. That was me, a buck and a quarter. And I felt like, oh, my God, I was like, uh, you know, starving. Like you want to know, know, know the difference, though? I was a straight dog. Straight dog, man. 5'8", The man played in the NFL for yep. 10 years. No, 5'8", 125. Aaron, I, was watching, I was watching Hard Knocks the other day for Detroit. I forget who said it, but he said, yeah, if, you, if you're going to bark like a puppy, get off the porch, man. Yep. Let the big dogs eat. Harry, you you're got right. there. Wait, you and you got recruited to play at 5'8", well, a buck and a quarter? No lie. William Gay, the corner that used to play for the Steelers, he got on the scale before me when we were weighing in because we were same same class. And he was like, dang, I'm going to be the smallest. I got on after him. He was like, damn, I'm not the smallest. I ain't worried no more. That's the first thing he said to me. You know, in boxing, that's a featherweight. That's a fe- Damn. Yo, and that mentality just makes you outwork people. doesn't yep. matter. You will not outwork people. It's a work ethic, man. It's a mindset. And you do things to prove yourself right, not other people wrong. Harry, that's why I feel like a part of me, I'm not saying all the way, but Tommy Brady, all that stuff, we can relate to that a little bit, you know? It's an addictive yep. thing, man. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Yankees were winning close games early in the season. They started losing them. Listen, the Yankees aren't scoring runs like they once were. They're starting pitching isn't quite the same. The Yankees suck. They cannot find ways to close out games. The Yankees lineup right now is the worst in baseball, plus Aaron Judge. We got to play better. We got to do better than that. You got to find a way when it's difficult. Ties A-Rod for the most home runs in a single season by a right-handed batter in Yankees history. And don't forget, A-Rod was busted for PEDs. But it's true. He doesn't hit 54 home runs with the Yankees if he's not on PEDs. And by the way, and he was a great player, but by the way, it's laughable that Barry Bonds gets... 70 home runs in a season without PEDs. Same thing with McGuire hitting 70 or Sosa hitting 60 multiple times. Was never going to – Bonds was one of the greatest players ever already, but he was never a home run hitter like that. 
And, and he was in his mid-30s when suddenly it happened, when his forehead tripled in size and all that. Same thing with the other guy. So to hit 54, Aaron Judge. And it's not like this comes out of nowhere. He hit 52 as a rookie. Hit 39 last year in under 150 games. And he's in a contract year. The question is, is there enough time to turn the season around for the Yankees? A lot of that depends on health. And, and look, if they win a World Series, great. they got to at least win a playoff series. The main thing is that the Red Sox don't win another World Series before the Yankees do. Anyway, the reason I kind of sped through all that, guys, is because I want to get to the— Batista get 54 too? But he wasn't with the Yankees. He, wasn't with the, yeah, he was a right-handed yeah. hitter who, by the way, Jose Batista— Shout out to Jose. That's my boy. Ho, Jose Batista's another one, though, Jay. Jose Batista was a good, decent, like, solid prospect. Solid. Not incredible. Solid. Never slugged 500 in the minors. Spent a good five, six, seven years in the majors— Gets traded, same ballpark, always about 13, 15 home runs, plays about 120, 130 games, always the same thing, same thing. All of a sudden, one year he has 54 home runs. Come on, man, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry that that's your boy, but you got to be a little sorry. gullible. Just giving a shout-out to my boy. Um, <laughs> that's all I mean, Harry, to that's all I wanted Same to do. ballpark, same that's league. That's all I wanted to do, Max. You know, that's all. <laughs> yeah, if he would have played for the Yankees, I'd be uh, up in them big time. Listen, uh, the Yankees, Jay, are not the issue for me at this moment, believe it or not. Because your Mets had a nice, comfortable lead in the AL East. Mm-hmm. And don't look now, but Harry Douglas's very own Atlanta Braves. <laughs> let me say something real quick. Let me, let me say something real quick. They're one let me game say something back. Real quick. Let me, we are not playing bad baseball. We're playing good baseball. Yeah, unlike the Yankees. We're yeah, playing right. good baseball right now. So it, completely different conversation than the Yankees. The problem is that Harry's Braves are playing extraordinary. Baseball. HD. That's what you, you guys, it's, it's another level. Don't let them take the wind out of your sails by complimenting you, Harry. Complimenting you are. No, <laughs> you're trying to get out of the stinging No, no I'm, about to get him. I'm about to get him. Yeah. Don't no. you worry. I'm about to get him. Because see, me and Jay, we text each other like when our team win and loses <laughs> yeah. that whole nine. But he, Max, June 2nd, the Mets were 10 and a half games ahead of the Braves Ooh, in the NL over. East. Yeah. September so 5th, the Mets are only one game behind. But oh. I will tell you. This is one of the things, uh, or a few of the things that, that, ha- that has happened for the Braves, though. You look at Michael Harris the, the second; He's come on for the Braves. Spencer Strider. You look at Vaughn Grissom. Matt Olson. A lot of people was upset about uh, Freddie Freeman leaving, and rightfully so. I was, too. But Matt Olson has held his own, has held his own with, within this team. Ronald Acuna Jr. has been out of late with the, some knee soreness, but then – Ozzie Albies is, isn't even playing for this team. He's going to be coming back. I love the chances of this Braves team. Alex Anthopoulos, not only did he do it last year at the trade deadline when the roster, when, when a lot of guys got hurt and went on to win, they went on to win, to win the World Series, but this year in their farm system and the young guys that they have in place right now that are uh, making a major contributions to, to the Braves in this run that they're on, I think it's I think it's second to none, man. Like like I I have confidence in this team being able to compete, not just with the Mets but with the Dodgers as well to try to win back to back World Series. I, I would not disagree with him. Damn, Jay, you're supposed what? to join the fight. I'm a realist, man. I didn't even mention Austin Riley in the I'm season. A, I'm a realist he's had about what the Braves are. The I, thing here's the I, thing I about the Mets on the crown from last year. All right, let me do the Mets because Jay uh, Jay is. Uh, Saying he's he, he's rolling over. He wants you to pat <laughs> his belly now, over? No. Harry. <laughs> Jay, let me ask. Let me tell, let me say that why are the you Mets asking are dangerous. Are you telling me I'm, which I'm, one is I said I'm say ass. Say ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me tell you. So, <laughs> so 
The Mets have DeGrom and Scherzer and, and, and Diaz out of the bullpen. Right yep. there. Scherzer was fatigued last week. Yeah, right. Okay. But, but if – and there's, there's a while to go before the end of the season yes, still. But if you get to October and with you have healthy. those three guys healthy, you're halfway to a World Series with those three with guys. Yes. Yes, so that's where the Mets, as a Yankees fan, I hate the Mets, but as a Yankees fan, I have to acknowledge, you got DeGrom, Scherzer, and a lights-out closer – you're, you're 50% to a World Series. Doesn't mean your other guys can't. The other guys have to step up now, too. They can't do it by themselves, but that's like half two, two stone-cold aces, and a lights-out closer is halfway to a World Series. Hey, Max, I, I'll say this, though, but it's not like a team like the Braves ha- haven't already ran into something like that. When you look at last year, right, Scherzer was with the Dodgers. And I think they played game one. I think he pitched game one in the NLCS. Yep. And all it took was one hit, a home run from Jock Peterson at the time yep. to now, okay, we got to take Scherzer out. Then it goes all downhill from there. Uh, you also look at when they played in the World Series against the Houston Astros, right? And, and, you, and you have uh, Valdez pitching and you, you have other guys on that roster uh, that, that, you're, that that's solidified in this league. But then you find a way to get it done then as well. It's not like they haven't had players no that has faced but, these but things DeGrom is di- but, but DeGrom is different. DeGrom oh, no, I understand that. Harry, as we all know. But, with, with, with but we just beat DeGrom. We yep. just beat yep. DeGrom, can, baby. Look, look, it doesn't guarantee anything. Health is exactly, everything. Right. Harry, down the stretch, health is everything. Like, you know, so even the other day with Scherzer and fatigue, and you know, they kind of wasted him when, and then lost. Like, it, it just – it's like all I care about are those guys being healthy for when it matters. And if you look at the Yankees, not to bring it back to the Yankees, like Severino and company, Stanton, You're right. like so many players that are out, you get bit by that injury bug. It just takes you, it takes you out of the well, equation. Look, also Severino, if he's right, is a reliable yes. number two. Uh, Cortez is a number three. My issue now with the Yankees, the pitching depth is thin. Jordan Montgomery, it reminds me so much of years ago, Brian Cashman was the GM. Cashman's been the GM of the Yankees this whole century so far. We're into the third decade. Yankees have one World Series win. The Red Sox have four. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Um, It's not that he's not a good GM. It's that he's clearly not the best GM, so I don't know why he's the Yankees GM. Since that's the best franchise, they should have the best GM. Now, not the third best, not the eighth best, the best GM. So the issue was they had a guy, a lefty named Ted Lilly, He'd, they'd made a, they acquired him from another team, I'm trying to remember who, but he was pitched in their minor league system, came up to the majors, and showed he could handle the Bronx. He could handle the New York pressure. And he wasn't a superstar, but he was a good starting pitcher, lefty. They thought there was a better one in Jeff Weaver. They'd do a three-team deal to acquire Jeff Weaver. Jeff Weaver couldn't handle New York. So they have a guy. It was a big mistake. And I, at the time of the trade, I'm like, what are you doing? They have a guy, Jordan Montgomery, who has a better track record than Ted Lilly did at the time, who's shown he could handle the pressure of New York, who hasn't been often healthy but was healthy this year and pitching very well as he usually does. He's a good pitcher. And they trade him at the deadline for an oft-injured defensive center fielder who may not even hit enough to stay in a lineup when he's healthy. And now they don't have the pitching depth. In addition to, like, Wendy, of course you never have enough pitching, starting pitching. A lefty from the minors, a starter who's shown he can handle New York. You you never have enough pitching. You let you trade him. And that's the worst part, though, Max, when you have a team like the Astros and you know they're going to bring their bats every series, every game that they play in the playoffs. Yeah. Or not even not even the playoffs, but in, even in the regular season. 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we're brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Try the $45 silver unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless. With nationwide 5G on America's best network, Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable, device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Steelers have Mason Rudolph listed as the number two QB with rookie Kenny Pickett third on the depth chart. How concerned should we be? with Pickett not being able to beat out Rudolph, apparently, ESPN Radio. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2.